today uh, we're carrying on our series called Practicing the Way of Jesus. And we had Katie last week start us off uh, talking about practicing the way of just, just showing up. Like to, to start off, we just need to show up. Um, and I want to continue on uh, that today. Um, see, practicing the way of Jesus, like Jesus calls us to come and follow him. And this is something that we, this, this isn't just like a, a static thing. This is something that uh, actually has the power to transform us. Like as we follow Jesus and we look at his life and see the things that he did and start to do uh, those things ourselves, like that's when we truly start to be transformed. That's when we truly start to see the, the power and the, um, the, the way of Jesus come to life in our own lives. And so we're going to be uh, over the next few weeks exploring uh, just little little facets of different practices that we can do to uh, see us move forward into that. And uh, I want to start off this week by talking about um, the practice of gathering together. Gathering together. Uh, it's something that we see Jesus doing throughout uh, his, his entire ministry. He had these 12 disciples, his closest disciples, that he was doing life with constantly every day. Um, that he was that he was training, that he was eating with, that he was communing with, that he was um, laughing with, uh, doing miracles with, all of these things. He had these 12 people. He had a, a, a larger group of people that were supporting him. He had, uh, it talks about in Luke 8, about um, a bunch of women who were, were supporting his ministry and traveling with him. Um, even within his in his community, he had smaller gatherings. Like he had the, the three, uh, it talks about like three special, I guess like special friends, like close friends um, of his disciples, Peter, John, and James. Um, and Jesus would often like go off and spend time with just them. So there's these, uh, it, it's hard to look at Jesus's life without seeing or um, observing that he was gathered together for most of the time with other people. Um, and it just got me thinking like, I think like it's clear from, from scripture that we were created to be in community. Like we were created to be in community. We were created to be in relationship with others. And uh, in, Genesis, in Genesis 1, like the opening pages of the Bible, it talks about this creation account that God has um, of God creating the world. And he's creating and he's saying like, let there be light. And he's saying it's good. And he's, there's, he's creating the sea and the land and he says it's good. And the land produces trees which are producing fruit and it's good. And he produces, uh, he creates the sun and the moons and the stars and the planets and the, the solar system and like it's good. And he creates the living creatures in the sea and the sky and it's good. He creates the animals on the land and it's good. And he creates human, he creates man in his image and he says it's very good. There's all these things that are like it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. And as we read on, the first thing that it says that is not good the first thing that God says, you know what, this is, this is not okay, it's this. It's in uh, Genesis 2, 18, it says, it is not good for man to be alone. And so we are, we are in fact like created for community. We're not created to be in isolation by ourselves. We're created to be in relationship with others. We're created to gather together with others. He spoke to Adam and Eve uh, and he said like, be fruitful, hello, and multiply and like multiply it, create family, like create a family, create um, communities within those families, create, as that grows, like create cities, 
uh, create nations, create the, the world. Like there's, there's this um, expansion of this beautiful uh, image of God, like creating us to, to gather together, to live life together. Uh, we can be in this time, particularly like in, in COVID and all the, the level changes and that sort of thing, like it can really highlight that, um, that to be alone is actually, it's really, really tough. It's, it's not how life should be. Um, I know Auckland, like you guys have been in level four and level three for a long time. Um, hopefully coming out of that very shortly, there's going to be a, a massive relief to you, like been praying for you guys uh, constantly. But it's, it's just so obvious that like we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be isolated. Um, but we weren't just created for community, like we were actually created for a specific type of community. See, I believe that uh, what scripture teaches us is that we were created to be part of God's family, part of his family. In 1 Peter 1 verse 3, it says this, God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. Like he's given us the privilege to be born again, born into something new, born into the intent that he had for us in the first place. And that was to be born into his family. Ephesians 1 Verse four to five, it says, even before God made the world, like before he created the world, God loved us, which he's talking about the church, and chose us, the church in Christ, to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance, so before he created anything, he decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. See, we weren't just created for community, we were created for a specific community and that is God's family. And that is good news because when we give our life to Jesus, when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, we're, we're, and when we're baptized, like we're being baptized into a family, like a whole new family, like what it talks about in the uh, in First Peter there. It's talking about like a rebirth. So we're, we're birthed physically into our family. We didn't have any choice about that, um, where we were, like which nation we were a part of, which country we were born in, anything like that. But this family of God, like we get a choice to, to connect with the, the family that we were intended to be a part of. And it's such a powerful thing. Like it's so much more than just an individual connection with God. You're actually becoming a part of a global family that was the in God's intent before he even created anything. Isn't that incredible? Before God created the world, he was thinking of you. And he was thinking of you being a part of his, his beautiful family. So we were made to be in community, but not just that, we were made to be in a specific community. And then what we're called to as followers of Jesus, as followers of the way, is we're called to gather together with that community. And that can take on many different expressions that can be uh, gathered together in like a large expression when we're, when we're able to, to be meeting en masse, uh, to be worshipping together, to be hearing the word together. Um, coming in collectively, there's something so powerful about that. That's one of the ways that we gather together. Other ways are gathering together in smaller groups. Um, smaller groups where we can form meaningful, significant relationships where we let our walls down and we let other people in. Uh, we can gather together um, like smaller groups, like one-on-one -on -one, um, for coffee, for 
for like we can gather together in these times over Zoom. It's not the same, but it's something. It's gathering together. We're called to gather together with God's people because who we gather together with is actually really, really crucial. Um, we know that we are shaped relationally. Like I see this in my in my daughter. I can tell this, like when my, my little girl, when she gets home from school, I can tell who she's been hanging out with. She has this, uh, this crew at school called the Cat Crazy Crew, little group of friends, and they just like to be cats. Um, they go around pretending to be cats. I know when she's been hanging out with her because she'll come home and she'll be acting more like a cat than she will a human. Um, and the, her group of friends, it's, it's rubbed off on her. It's had an effect. And it's, it can be the same with us. Like we can, uh, hang, if we choose to hang out with negative people, um, we're probably, it's going to have an effect on us. If we spend most of our time with people who are really cynical, it's going to have an effect on us. It's going to pull us down. Um, the opposite is true though. If we hang out with people who are passionate about, particularly with following the way of Jesus, like passionate about Jesus, pursuing him, becoming more loving, becoming more forgiving, becoming more generous. Like if we hang out with those people and surround ourselves with those people with big faith, that's going to have an effect on us. And that's how we're actually going to start to experience the life that God's called us to live. And that's why we need to gather intentionally in these communities. Uh, last week, I went on a, on a trip with my, my girl Nina uh, to the snow. And we were going to go, um, we were going, I'm a snowboarder. She has, she skied like three years ago when she was just tiny and you could just send them off and she was away. Um, thinks about it a little bit more now, so a bit more difficult, but I was there trying to teach her how to ski down in good old Happy Valley. Um, but as we were, as we were doing this, like I'm a, I'm a snowboarder. I don't know how to ski. Uh, and I'm trying to teach her how to ski, um, how to stop. I'm like pizza, French fries. Yep. That's it. Good. Um, trying to, trying to do this, like do my best to, and she's like trying to learn from me, a snowboarder on how to ski and it, it's like it was really tough going. It was really, really difficult for her to actually pick it up and run with it. And I think for us, like uh, with following the way of Jesus, with practicing the way of Jesus, uh, we need to make sure that we're not being influenced by our culture and allowing that to shape us and be our teacher, which I think for a lot of us, and I know for myself, like culture has shaped me hugely in how I gather and how I do certain things um, a certain way. Uh, it's like a, a snowboarder trying to instruct a skier. It's like a culture, uh, the culture that we live in, trying to instruct us on the way of following Jesus. So you need, we need to be really clear that the, to follow Jesus, we need to be uh, looking at scripture. We need to be gathering together to hear the word of God like you're doing today. Um, we need to be in that environment and allowing that to influence us so that we can actually learn how to do this properly. And one of the things that I've noticed um, again like so much in my own life in the way that we gather together is it's so influenced by our culture of individualism is uh our culture around us like we're we're the center of the universe like we're the ones that is that are most important and we can bring this to how we gather together we can bring this to our, our large gatherings when we when we get together to worship we can show up and it's like oh you know are they going to play my favorite song like you're you're waiting to be um to be impacted by the message, like how good is it going to be? You're, you're like, um, I hear this all the time, like, oh, this this church, like it's just not not feeding me enough, or I've just come from another church and I wasn't being fed. 
And it's this thing of like, man, it's, it's all about you. And then we, we think about like small groups, like gathering together in smaller groups and, and we're going there and it's like, oh yeah, I need to go there so that, um, so that I can be encouraged and so that I can be loved and so that I can have my needs met. And that's, that's true, that happens. But I think like the, the essence of it all, like when we gather together, how we gather together is so important because if we are coming for the gatherings, whatever it is, whether it's big or small, if we're coming so that that can serve us and our needs, I think we're completely missing the point of what scripture actually teaches us about following the way of Jesus. See, what I believe about this is that we are here to be an encouragement to others. We are here to like come to a gathering, to, to come to like take somebody out for a coffee or to go to a small group or to go to a gathering, to actually contribute something to someone. And when you do that, something really powerful shifts. There's, a, there's an experience that you have as a person that when you're putting yourself aside, which is totally countercultural, when you're putting yourself aside and your own needs and you're coming with a specific purpose, to say, God, like, use me in this situation. Use me to encourage somebody else. Um, something happens in us where, um, I don't know, like for me, I just, I come alive in a whole new way and I experience encouragement and my needs being met and love in a whole, like, just completely different way. And we see this in, in Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. It says this. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, to gathering together intentionally, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day it's talking about when Jesus returns. Um, but just a few things in here. It's like, this, is, this verse is often talked about like the big, gathering together and I think it is talking about part of that like don't don't neglect the meeting together as some of you are in the habit of doing um I just wonder like what's your habit are you in the habit of not doing this are you practicing not meeting together like do you practice more not showing up to small group or not showing up to a gathering or not showing up to um a uh, like a curate at home where you're watching with other people, is your habit and your practice more about that? Or is it actually more about practicing doing those things, like practicing intentionally coming together, um, gathering together? And so secondly on that, like we're coming together not just uh, to, to hear something or receive something, but to, it says, encourage one another. Like we're here to encourage one another. Um, for me, like what this, this looks like, is uh, it looks like lots of different things, but I've got just a few examples like from my own life um, of being intentional about gathering together and coming not to receive, but to actually give something. Um, a, a while ago, like before we were in lockdown, we, when we were meeting at gatherings, like I've tried to get into the habit of coming and praying beforehand and like just going, Lord, would you use me today? Like use me to encourage someone, use me to pray for someone, use like just work through me in this, like trying to come with that heart posture. And uh, it's often always in just the, the really small things. And so there was one time we were, we were in, uh, we were worshiping together and I was on one side of the room and I was looking opposite and I saw like there was just a couple that were sitting uh, opposite us on the other side of the room. And I just felt this like little prompt to, um, to go and encourage them and 
like catch up with them afterwards. And I just had this phrase pop into my head, like your marriage is worth fighting for. And it meant nothing to me. And I was like, I don't know what, what does that mean? Like, should I even go and talk to that? It just seemed a little bit silly. Um, but I was like, oh, maybe this is one of those times. Like I've prayed God use me to encourage something, someone. So I hope this will be encouraging for them. I went and afterwards I made sure that I, I found them and um, I just, I said, hey, I was just worshiping and I saw you across the, uh, across the gathering there. And I just felt like God said um, that he wants to encourage you, that your marriage is worth fighting for. And all of a sudden, like she uh, just welled up and was like, Whoa. and it was this, um, it was this really powerful moment where it was a word for her that was so, uh, so significant through what, um, yeah, what they were just like going through as a couple, and it was the the thing that that she needed in that moment to um, to to continue on, to have hope, to to keep pursuing, um, working whatever they had to work throughout, and we ended up um, praying together, and it was it was amazing. But just like little things like that, that would not have happened if I just showed up and I was like, God, encourage me. Um, man, would you speak to somebody to like give them, give somebody a word for me? Like I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that and I need that. And like I went away feeling so encouraged just by actually like far out, like God just spoke through me. Like what a privilege to be a part of the, the, the incredible story that God is writing throughout history. Um, man, it's, it's incredible. And another example, uh, in, in, uh, during lockdown, so obviously during lockdown, like you can't you can't gather together. Like Aucklanders, you, you can't gather together with anyone other than your bubble, and that can be so difficult and so isolating and so lonely. Um, but I think we still need to be intentional about trying to create ways where we gather together with other believers. So in lockdown, um, we went into lockdown. Those of you that don't know, I've been uh, Marion and I, my wife, we've been living with uh, Marion's mum and dad for the last. I think we're nine months deep, uh, looking for our own place. Uh, and we just got to that point and just before lockdown, we were like, okay, I think, think everyone's done here. Like we're, we're, we need to move on. Um, and then it was lockdown and there was the collective like, okay, here we go. And so uh, going into lockdown, there was like not much space and, and I'm struggling through all that and like feeling sorry for myself and getting a little bit moody and, um, grumpy and shutting down and trying to like isolate from everybody else and and all of that and I was reading my Bible and like going God and I need some encouragement I need need some encouragement for this and I I read something that it like jumped out at the page to me and I was like it was a, it was a whole psalm actually and and I just felt like there was somebody else that I knew who some good friends of ours who were going through a really tough time and I just felt like God said this is for them and I was like oh uh okay and again i was like well maybe it is maybe it isn't i don't know thought it might be god um i went and decided to intentionally gather like and i had a zoom with them um i just got on zoom and uh booked in a time and and i think like even little ways like this in in level three level four like we can still gather together in in ways like this and i just i went and um caught up with them and said hey like i was just i was feeling i was reading my Bible and I felt like this was for you and I wanted to encourage you and I read the psalm over them and it was really amazing because they they were in tears um, and one of them said like man I, I was praying today that God would give me a word of encouragement and and he's just given it to me 
And I came out of that and all of a sudden, all of like my, uh, you know, like all the things that I was struggling with and feeling sorry for myself and um, all of that, like that all just kind of disappeared. And all of a sudden, like I felt encouraged. And again, I was like, whoa, God is still moving, like and still, can still use me and, and uh, to encourage other people. And it's like, it's, it's just those words that um, that Jesus says about like when you give your life away, like you actually gain true life, like you gain life back. There's something that happens in that exchange. And I'm not saying all that to make myself look good. Um, what I'm what I'm trying to do here is just encourage us to take our eyes off ourselves, to not allow culture to shape how we gather, but to allow scripture. It encourages us to gather together. It says that we should be a part of community, that God's family. Um, but how we come to those gatherings is so important. And if you can take anything away from today, it would just be this, is like, encourage one another. Like when you gather together, take your eyes off yourself for a moment and ask God, no matter what, like where you're at, um, ask God to, to use you to encourage someone else. And I guarantee there will be something that, that shifts. There will, be, there will be an opportunity there for you that, that God will bring, like whether it's someone that comes across your path. Um, one more story. Uh, so this is another way of intentionally gathering together with people. Um, as I was preparing this message this week, I felt like uh, I should, well, like I needed a bit more time. And so I drove to the beach. The previous day, I had met this guy uh, who, I, I just bumped into him. He was, he was someone who I haven't seen for like about 15 years or something. And he was going through a tough time. And it was a, one of those moments where it was like, man, it feels like there's something more going on here than just a coincidence. Like why? Why would God um, bring our paths together? And he was going through some stuff and uh, and I really felt like I should ask him out for a coffee, but I didn't at the time. And so, yeah, went away from that. And I woke up um, the next day and I was like, man, I just, I feel like I need to get in touch with this guy. And I didn't have his number and I looked through the, like, the church database and it wasn't in that. Um, but I was like, oh, I'll, I guess I'll just have to ask somebody, hope that somebody has his number. Um, but I was driving to work and I actually, I went and drove and before work, I just went and sat on the beach and I was preparing this message. But as I was driving and I pulled up, like he walked past my car and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and so I like, I yelled out the window and I was like, hey man, how you doing? Like, I was just, I was thinking about you this morning and I would love to catch up with you for a coffee, like would you would you be interested in that? And so we're um, yeah, like we're we're catching up for a coffee this week, and it's it's just another thing of like taking our eyes off ourselves and what we're what we're thinking about, and being intentional about gathering together in community in big ways and in small ways. Whether it's in a big setting, whether it's in a small group setting, whether it's in like over Zoom because you can't gather any other way, whether it is with um, yeah, like feeling prompted to go and like draw somebody into community and, and connect with them, go out for coffee with them. Like let's be intentional about being in community with people who are following Jesus and encouraging them, encouraging them because this way of Jesus is actually like, it can be really tough. I guarantee if you isolate yourself and you just try and do this on your own and you just think that you and Jesus are sweet, you're not going to last. Like, to be completely honest, you, you're not going to last. You're going to fizzle out. You're not going to be able to run the race. You're not going to be able to persevere through the tough times because who's going to have your back? Like, who's going to be praying for you? Um, but it's not just that. It's also like the, the church, the, 
the body of Christ, the the um, the kingdom of God, like it it suffers when we're not playing our part. Um, it says in Galatians six verse two. It says that we're to carry each other's burdens. We're to carry each other's burdens. Like being in community is something where we can we can share the load. And uh, for many of us, like if you're in lockdown, if you're going through a time where you like where you feel really isolated, like God is with you, He sees you. But can I encourage you to like reach out to someone, even if it's just a phone call, even if it's just a a Zoom get together. Reach out to someone who you know is going through the same thing, and be the one who encourages them. Um, those of us who can meet together in homes, like I would encourage you, rather than wait for the invite for somebody to invite you over, why not just like put the invite out yourself? Be intentional about gathering together with other followers of Jesus. Even invite some other people along who don't know Jesus. Bring them into an environment that's going to be life-changing and life-giving and encouraging. Um, when we can gather together in, in larger numbers, like commit to coming along. Like, don't just make it a habit or a practice of not gathering, like it says in, in Hebrews 10. It's like, actually commit to coming along and being a part of it. Like, make it a, a big rock in your life. We've done that with our family. Like, there's certain things that, that we don't uh, do on a Sunday. Like, um, Nina, there's all sorts of tournaments, uh, like soccer, school stuff, all of that sort of thing that happen on a Sunday. We've said no to those things. There's certain things that we've said no to as a family that it's like, no, we, we've decided that we're going to be intentional about gathering together because when we gather together, we get an opportunity to encourage others. But also like when we're in the room, it's amazing how many times that we get encouraged through that. So I, I just want to encourage you, show up, like keep showing up. But how you show up is really, really important. <laughs>